2: To Voices That Glow, thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. at You
3: never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials From the Berkshires to the sound, from wherever you live in MLB America, this is Inside the Parker. You give us 22 minutes and we'll give you the scoop on Major League Baseball. Now here's Baseball Hall of Fame voter number 83,
2: Rob Parker. Welcome into the podcast. I'm your host, Rob Parker. What a playoff edition of Inside the Parker we have for you this week. Former Houston Astros manager Bo Porter will drop by. And from MLBbro.com, Malik Wright, he breaks down Mookie Betts' postseason with the Dodgers thus far. Let's go.
3: Better up. To lead off, it's getting robbed. And keep him up. Rob's hot take on the three biggest stories in Major League Baseball.
2: Number one. I don't know about you, but the NL and ALCS have been exciting, both of them. Man, what great baseball, uh, thrilling baseball, edge of your seat, Uh, the stuff that uh, Hollywood writes. We saw in the ALCS, the Astros, in game four with seven runs in the top of the ninth to beat Boston in that game. Then if you flip over to the NL, all three games were decided in the last at-bat by the winning team. I mean, think about that. The Braves did it the first two games in Atlanta, and in game three in Los Angeles, the Dodgers did it. So it's been edge of your seat. You don't know what's going to happen. Great moments, great calls to listen to the game, watch the game on TV. Uh, Crowds. I don't know about you. I still get goosebumps when I see people jump around in a crowd when a player hits a home run or gets a big hit. It is exhilarating. It's just unlike anything, playoff baseball. It's been great so far, and hopefully it will continue as the postseason continues. Number two, Aaron Boone is coming back. The New York Yankees announced this week, yes, that Aaron Boone has signed a new three-year contract with the Bronx Bombers. And I know people are looking and saying, well, the Yankees haven't made the World Series. The Yankees haven't won a World Series since 2009 and on and on and on. But it is hard to deny that Aaron Boone has gotten the Yankees to the playoffs every year he's been the manager. Uh, They just haven't been able to get over the hump. They've been to a couple of ALCSs. They were knocked out premature this past year in the uh, wild card game. So uh, definitely a bummer if you're a Yankees fan. But you got to think about it. If you're going to get rid of them, who are you getting? And you have to ask yourself, uh he his team has averaged over 90 wins uh in the years that he's been in the Bronx. So maybe he hasn't gotten all of the uh all of the the uh, places where the Yankees need to go and get them to a World Series and hasn't completed the job, but I'm I'm not so sure you could say that he's failed at the job and should have been replaced. So I think the front office is where the Yankees are stale and need to uh, make some improvements. Maybe Brian Cashman's just been there too long. Uh, He's been there for a long time. He was there when the Yankees started winning World Series again back in 1996. He was the assistant general manager back then. So it's been a long ride for Brian Cashman, but uh, I think Aaron Boone deserved another contract. Number three. On Tuesday, I wrote a column for Deadspin.com telling fans in Atlanta, don't celebrate just yet. They did have that 2-0 lead going into Tuesday night's game at Dodger Stadium, and, you know, things didn't work out. They gave it up late. Uh, and, you know, Atlanta has a nickname, Choke Chokelanta, because things have not gone well for their sports teams down there. I mean, the laundry list of games and meltdowns are unbelievable. We know about the Falcons in Super Bowl 51 against the Patriots. They were up 28-3, never scored again, lost that in overtime. Uh, We also know um, that Georgia played in the college football uh, championship and lost to Alabama after having a big lead. Uh, Those things have happened. And the Braves have had their own moments. Uh, Speaking of 1996, the Braves were up two nothing on the Yankees in that series after winning the first two games in New York, went back to Atlanta for the next three, lost all three, and then lost the fourth game uh, in Yankee Stadium. So being up 2-0, they got swept the next four. They choked that down. Then you could just go back to last year, the Braves were up 3-1 on the Dodgers in the NLCS and wound up losing the last three games and not making it to the World Series. The Braves are trying to get to the World Series for the first time since 1999. And um, after that loss in game three, I know people in Atlanta are thinking, uh-oh, here we go again. There's something about this Braves team I will admit that I like. But uh, I'm sure people are afraid that uh, Choke Lana could rear its ugly head yet again.
3: Here comes the big interview. Listen and learn.
4: Oh, it's so
2: good. Let's welcome to the podcast friend of mine, former Major League manager Bo Porter, who also, of course, was a Major League player, played for the Cubs, Athletics, and the Rangers. Bo, welcome to the podcast.
4: Rob, thank you so much for having me on. It's always a pleasure to join you on your platform.
2: Man, I appreciate you and let's start here. The Red Sox have been on a home run barrage. Uh the numbers are ridiculous. They're going to set the all-time record uh, for a team hitting home runs in the postseason when it's all said and done. But uh what do you make of that when a team, you know, is is <laughs> has that kind of lumber going and you're trying to stop them?
4: Well, I think I think you got to give the Red Sox credit first and foremost. I think Alex Cora is kind of like the X factor. The fact that that he spent the time that he spent with the Astros, we know the success in which he's had in Boston. You look at what the team did last year in his absence and what they're doing this year, you have to give credit where credit is due. And I think Alex Cora has pushed the right buttons um, with this organization, with this team. I think the lineup is is conducive to wearing down pitchers because they're just tough out after tough out. So I, I don't I don't see that changing as it relates to the Red Sox and their productivity in which we've witnessed this postseason. Your former team,
2: the Astros, have made the ALCS five years in a row. You managed them in 2013, 2014, uh, when there were a lot of young guys just trying to find their way. And uh, one guy who has found his way – is Jose Altuve, the second baseman. Uh, He hit a home run in game four and now has, going into Wednesday night, 21 postseason home runs. And, Bo, when I tell you he has hit the third most home runs in the postseason in the history of baseball, Manny Ramirez is number one with 27, Bernie Williams is number two with 22, and Jose Altuve is third with 21. What do you make of that and and the impact or uh, how many big uh, hits and home runs this guy has hit in his career?
4: When you look at Jose Altuve and his career, and I want to be on record of saying this, this guy is nowhere near done. And the reason he's nowhere near done is because Jose Altuve, his competition lies within him. You're talking about a player who is going to push himself to the brink of perfection each and every day. And that's why he's able to overcome adversity because it's not like he's concerned about what has already happened. He's more concerned about performing to his best ability today. And that's why you see the success in which he's been able to have in his career. He is, for me, he's always the most dangerous player on the field.
2: We're talking with former major league manager, Bo Porter, who of course also uh, broke in with the Chicago Cubs in 1999 Talking about a manager sticking with a player who struggled all year, and the perfect example would be Cody Bellinger of the Dodgers in Game 3. He hits a crushing three-run home run against the Atlanta Braves, ties the game, the Dodgers wind up winning that uh, Game 3. But as a manager, do, do you look at a guy who struggled? He had a terrible season, batted like 165 but has had big hits in the postseason. Do you look at his history and, and look at that and say, I'm going to keep this guy in. He's had big hits for me, and I know he's has performed on this stage, and you let his resume speak for itself?
4: It's, um, it, it starts with dancing with the date that you took to the prime, And when you look at Dave Roberts and his ability to communicate with his players, not only has he stuck by Cody Bellinger's side throughout all the adversity that this young man has had to deal with, that's why it's so important to get to know your players. And it's that relationship that gives A Roberts the confidence to continue to give him opportunity. Now, when you look at Cody Bellinger and the big hits in which he's gotten this postseason, that's where it- And no moment is going to get too big for this guy. We're talking about a former MVP. So at any moment, he can be the best player on the field. So give Dave Roberts a lot of credit. Give Cody Bellinger a lot of credit for fighting through the adversity in which he's faced. But that's what makes this game so great, that it can humble you. And at at, at any moment, you can find yourself in a spot that can actually wash away all of your previous failures because you come up with arguably the biggest hit of the game for your team.
2: Bo, help me. If you're the manager of the Atlanta Braves and you're cruising along through game three and you give it up late, uh, you could have snapped the Dodgers neck or at least kept your foot on them. Had Atlanta won that game, they would be up 3-0 in the best of seven series. And we talk about all the time in baseball, momentum is the next day starter. But where's the mindset? Do you need to say anything to your players entering game 4 or you you just say, "Hey, turn the page. It was yesterday. It doesn't matter how you you lose. It's a loss and you move on." Or does something have to be said so that guys don't get down and think that the tide is turned on them?
4: This time this time of year, Rob, you don't you don't really need to say anything. To these players, when you get down to four teams left in the dance, all four teams, every player on the team, every coach, every manager, they know what's at stake. So they understand that they had a golden opportunity slip away, but you have to actually leave that in the past and you have to show up today with the focus on winning a hardball game today because you can win the hardball game today and still put yourself in position where you one game away. From eliminating the Los Angeles Dodgers,
2: no doubt. Last thing, boat, Dusty Baker, the manager of the Astros, you know, was brought in to clean up a bad mess with the you know uh, cheating scandal and all that. But uh, Dusty Baker has made a name for himself. Become uh, this past year when they won the AL West, making him the first manager to win five uh, division titles with five different teams. And, you know, the one thing that's missing from Dusty's career is that he's never won a World Series. Would that just be a, cream, a cherry on top, or does he need to win a World Series to fully validate his career? Or do you look at him and go, uh, this, this dude is a Hall of Fame manager, period.
4: Okay, I'm going to keep this short, direct, and to the point. Dusty Baker didn't even need what he's added to his resume with the Houston Astros in my opinion, to be a Hall of Famer. He was already a Hall of Famer. But when you look at what he has been able to do in the situation that the Houston Astros found themselves in, I don't think there's any other manager that could have come in and performed the way Dusty Baker has performed to get this team mentally right to go out and play baseball And then push all of the buttons in which he's been able to push to have them right back in the same position in the ALCS with a chance to go to the World Series. So for me, Dusty is already a Hall of Famer. This would just be a cherry on top if he's able to get over this hurdle and get that, you know, lucrative chip that we all, you know, search for in our careers.
2: No doubt his name is Bo Porter, the former manager of the Houston Astros. And uh, Bo, always thanks for the insight. Thanks for the knowledge, my man. Stay
4: well. All right. Thank you, Rob. It's a pleasure. Fox Sports
3: Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen
0: live. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip
3: When Rob was a newspaper columnist, he lived by this motto. If I'm writing, I'm ripping. Let's bring in a writer or broadcaster,
2: old or new. Now let's welcome in Malik Wright, a content reporter for MLBBro.com, where they cover black and brown baseball players. So this is the man, Malik. Thanks for joining us. How are you? I'm doing
5: good, man. Just enjoying this playoff baseball we've been getting to see the last few days. No
2: doubt. No doubt. So let's talk about one of these guys, Mookie Betts, for the Los Angeles Dodgers. In Game 3, came up with the clutch RBI double to knock in the game-winning run. And Mookie has been balling uh, this postseason. Uh, He's turned it around because his regular season was up and down. He had a lot of injuries, but he's been playing really well.
5: Yeah, Robin, I don't know how big of an analytic guy you are yourself, but... That's the age we are in baseball. And I just can't understand what told them to pitch to Mookie Betts right there and not put him on base. He's been on fire. Like you said, all postseason really batting 412. In the biggest game of the postseason in game five against the Giants, he was four for four with the stolen base. He ended up winning the game for him, uh, in that, uh, in that eighth inning or I'm sorry, excuse me, ninth inning. But, yeah, like you said, he also dealt with the injuries during the regular season. But that's something that a lot of the Dodgers dealt with. Um, From Bellinger, we saw Dustin May, he he couldn't even get to pitch this season. But I think that ripened Mookie up, loosened him up, and now he's been on fire for when it really matters.
2: How about that? You mentioned the stolen base, and I believe going into Game 4 on Wednesday, Mookie Betts had stolen 13 straight bases in the postseason? You're right. Mookie Betts has never
5: been caught stealing in the postseason. Thirteen for thirteen. His Dodgers actually lead the postseason this year with thirteen stolen bases with the teams that are remaining. Mookie has five of them. You think maybe Trey Turner, who you say is the fastest player, or they say is one of the faster players in the league, but no, it's Mookie who's been getting it done. Uh He also had he had four steals in the World Series last year. He batted two sixty nine during uh that world series. So Mookie's been game for the playoffs all always. And we can talk about it from his contact, um, the hits to his stolen bases to the great defensive plays. He even made last year, uh, in the series against Atlanta to help them come back to get into the world series. Ultimately.
2: Our guest is Malik, Wright, Content reporter for MLB bro.com. And, uh, yeah, last year, I know he didn't win the MVP of the world series, uh, but he was a key factor, and, and you kind of talked about it. The Dodgers went all in. If you remember, they signed Mookie to this huge contract uh, prior to the 2020 season in the middle of COVID. So it tells you what the Dodgers think about Mookie Betts.
5: Yeah, and that that, that ended up being one of the most, maybe the most even trade in baseball history. goes over there, and even, even Hernandez has moved over there, uh, balling in Boston now. But it seemed at the time like the, the Red Sox gave up Mookie for nothing. They didn't want to max him out after his MVP type season, knowing that he was going to sign back. But he proved once again that he's going to be a factor and he, he's one of the best on the field. His stats don't always show it. Um, like you said, this season for him, I believe he batted around 269, but for him, that's a bad year, um, considering everything. But like you said, he was, out with injuries, playing multiple positions. I'm surprised Dave Roberts has left him out and not allowed him to play center field because I know Mookie's uh multiple Gold gloves in right field, but that's one part of the Dodgers defense of Gavin Lux out there that I think is kind of shaky. You have Mookie Betts is one of the best defenders in the league in right field. I think you can slide him over the center field. And you don't have to worry about uh much getting down in the outfield.
2: We also saw Mookie this past year play second base. You know, he can play second base, made a couple of great plays at second base as well this year.
5: Man, he can ball, he can duck. I think he just got a 200. He's ready for the off. He's he's ready for the off season, going to go bowl, bowl a couple 300 games when he's done on the PGA Tour.
2: Man, I need to bowl with him one day, man. I can knock down some pins. That would be great. All right, his name is Malik Wright, content reporter for MLBBro.com. Check out the website, MLBBro.com. Malik, thanks for joining the podcast.
5: All right, man. Talk to you later.
2: Appreciate it. In the words of New York TV legend, the late Bill Jorgensen, thanking you for your time this time. Until next time, Rob Parker, out. He can't get it. This could be an inside to Parker. See you next week. Same bat
3: time, same bat station.
0: Listen to Woke F Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.